Today on Crane & Company, we break down all the juicy matchups in the NCAA tournament. The NFL legal tampering period begins, and Coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn joins the show. All that and more on Crane & Company. The madness is officially upon us. Starting today as the 2022 NCAA tournament play-in games get rolling tonight. And as you're filling out your bracket, don't fall for the easy trap of advancing all the top dogs outside of the one line. This tournament is as wide open as any I can remember. Many experts have made their upset predictions, and typically the ones that people are thinking will hit the most actually don't hit. There's no perfect formula or algorithm to fill out a bracket because it's pure madness. But either go with your gut or the person in the office that picks teams based off mascot name or the city they're located in. To put in perspective how wide open this tournament is, there's a pretty good chance that we could have no number one seeds in the final four. There could be more Cinderella's than a Disney World boardwalk. And the amount of games that are going to come down to the last possession will keep cardiologists on standby all over the country. And if you thought Caesar got stabbed in the back a lot in March, prepare for the same to happen to your bracket. But that's why we love the madness. So sit back and enjoy, everybody. The dance is about to start. Going to bring in my co-host, my brother Blaine Crane yes. here. David Cohn, the man that's so tall. If he was a girl, his name would be Natalia. Blaine, well, we got some playing games. I literally just came up with that. I literally just came up with A word that. savant. I know. It's like Dr. Seuss sometimes. That, yeah. Blaine, we got some play-in games tonight, Fine. and I've gone through why I believe the play-in games shouldn't be reserved for teams that win their conference, the automatic qualifier, but I'll digress. I, I won't digress on that. When I look at all these play-in games, starting with Indiana and Wyoming, you look at UCLA last year. Mm -hmm. Is there a little bit, as crazy as this sounds, some sort of a benefit for go ahead and getting a game underneath your belt? per se, to, to get it rolling in the tournament? I wouldn't say too much. I think it, de it depends on how much experience relatively you have on your team already that's been in the tournament. True. Like the guys, because it's 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 such a different feel. It's one of those things you can only feel if you've been in it. Mm -hmm. That's why teams with players that have already been in the tournament, I think in my head, succeed more because they know the feeling of it. Yeah. They're not surprised by the environment. So, you know, I wouldn't say 100%. That a playing game helps to get your, your feet going, kind of get used to the vibe and everything. But, you know, to me, I think Indiana, you know, it's better for Indiana because the way been, they've been playing late in the year, I think they've been playing a lot better. And Indiana is starting to get healthy. And so Indiana will actually have new guys out there on the court that didn't play in the Big Ten tournament at all. So, hey, Cone, when, when I look at the playing games and, and I'm looking at the bracket overall, like I was just talking about, is this one of the years? Because all that you're going to have the experts and everybody we've heard, UAP over Houston, South Dakota State over Providence. It seems to me like all the upsets that typically everybody jumps on, they don't happen. Do you think that's because maybe a team like Providence is hearing all this or Houston that's got a group of guys that have won 30 games basically every year for the last three years? Do you think that it's almost a disadvantage 
to the, the you know, higher seeds of the 13s and the 12s for people to actually be, say they're going to get upset because the lower seeds are like, no, it, we're not going to overlook these people. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. I mean, there always seems to be this idea when you're filling out a bracket that, well, I have to have a 512 upset, right? Or a 611. You know, you have to have at mm-hmm. least one 710 or maybe two 710s. I mean, to me, it should come down to the matchup, right? What is the matchup? What is the personnel that's on the court? Almost try your best to take away the seeding and the numbers by the team, and especially the records. Yeah. You know, don't even look at that as a reference. Like, Do your due diligence in terms of what is the matchup on the court. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe this could be a year where we have fewer upsets in the early rounds. Like That could be a thing that happens. But then, also to your point, maybe no ones or two seeds make it to the Final Four. I mean, I'm looking at this. When you talk about Tennessee being a three and Arkansas being a four, Iowa could come out as a five. I mean, it really could happen this year. It it could, and and I want to break down these play-in games because we do have two tonight, two tomorrow. Then we kick off technically the first round on Thursday. Let's jump in to Texas Southern Mm. versus Texas A&M. Corpus Christi. Because Texas A&M got robbed. Got robbed. John Dillinger showed up at the bank. Give me all the money. You're going to have to chase me down the road. When I look at Texas Southern, I do think Texas Southern is the better team. I think they're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They beat Florida earlier in the year. They've played a pretty tough schedule. I look at the analytics of this game when you really do a numbers deep dive. Texas Southern, they're not the best shooting team, yeah, not but they do a really good job of getting second-chance points, and the, which means they're great at offensive rebounding. Corpus Christi's pretty good at offensive re- rebounding as well. But a big difference here is with the amount of slashers that Texas Southern has, Corpus Christi fouls at a very high rate. They're one of the worst teams in the country of putting other teams on the free throw line. When you look at this game between two definitely mid-major teams, two teams that a lot of people probably haven't kept up with all year, are you leaning one way or the other? We're going to get into picks. But for for our people out there trying to break down this game, What are a couple things you think we should be looking for? Look, I like Texas Southern in this matchup. And again, something that I always talk about when it comes to college basketball, and we talk about this with Bruce Pearl later, is momentum, right? This is an example. I mean, Texas Southern had a rough start to the season, right? But they're peaking at the right time. And so I think that uh, I like Texas Texas Southern in this matchup, and maybe it'll make an appearance in my pick section. It could. Mm. It may make an appearance in mine. Nobody look at the chalkboard of emotional justice, feelings, and friendship behind me. Blaine. What are your thoughts on this game? Right. Got two Davids versus Davids. Who's got the better slingshot? Wow. I love what you did there. So He's Texas dying. Southern. The, one thing about Texas Southern is their schedule, they've some, they have the 14th toughest non-conference yeah. schedule. And they beat Florida. Yeah, they beat Florida. They played against some guys. All right, head coach Johnny Jones plays the most bench minutes than any other team. Former LSU coach. Former LSU, any other team in the nation. And in the tournament, your bench is huge. Huge. They can't shoot the three. No. They can. They're 275th in the nation. It's not close. But they, they're one of the best teams defending at the rim. Mm-hmm. All right, And that's the 25th best team in the nation defending at the rim. And then we flip it over. All right? This game is just, it, it's such a tough call to me. I always like in these type of games, I like the dog in this game. Did y'all say it was three and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half. I'd almost, I'd, I would realistically almost take that. Texas A&M, what is it, Corpus Christi? Yes, Texas exactly. Texas A&M. I wish. Texas A&M CC. They're the 29th fastest offensive tempo in the nation. Half-court offense is not good. They're not a great shooting team either. They want to run. All right, They want to run and get to the basket. So these are two teams that are good at kind of the opposite things running into each other. So what's going to come down to is one, the free throw line. Yeah. The, the bench is going to be huge for Texas Southern. And our, 
who has the most success at the rim. Mm-hmm. All right, and, and and a huge part in this game to me is what's the referee going to be called like? Who knows? Who, what's it going? Is it going to be a coin. physical game? Is it going to be a rug me match? Or is it going to be? Are we out there playing badminton? Don't touch each other. We're going to put a net between y'all. So what I think, whatever the referee is like, and who can get to the free throw the most, I think is going to win this game. Yeah, and and before we move on to Indiana and Wyoming, one little stat, little nugget that I dug up when I when we ran the experiments. Like I said, we put liquid paper on a bee. It died, unfortunately. But Texas Southern, from a blocks against standpoint, so we're talking about attacking the rim, right? Yeah. When they attack the rim, they are they only getting blocked, I think, 6.1% of the time, which I believe is top five in the country. That's a sneaky little nugget when you're looking at this game with two teams that are going to run to the rim. And if one team is hitting threes, it's probably going to be a blitzkrieg, honestly, uh, on the other one. But I do want to move on. Indiana and Wyoming. Oh, go, go ahead, Tom. Just one interject, more final point. Interject. Just because I think that this encapsulates this season in college basketball, Texas Southern started the year 0-7 until they beat Florida, like yep. you were talking about, by 15. That's just Does that not encapsulate nuts. this season in it college does. basketball? 0-7, Texas Southern beats Florida by 15. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mixture of Inception and Shutter Island. Yeah, like it's a dream please. within a dream, which do I know it's a dream? <laughs> Wait, it's not a dream. You had a tragedy happen. So when you look at Indiana and Wyoming, I see the line at Indiana minus four. And initially, when you look at the way Indiana plays, and then you, oh, I've watched Wyoming play. Maldonado, good player. Slow the pace down. Yep. I just, it comes down to players making plays. And I look at Indiana's roster, and I look at Wyoming's roster. Now, if this was a, a, a you know, bull riding match, I'd take Wyoming. If we were trying to figure out, you know, the Yellowstone game of the week, I'm taking Wyoming. But this is basketball. Trace Jackson Davis, TJD, mm-hmm. some other witches that Indiana's got running around. I mean, they stay with shooters. I don't see how Wyoming, number one, keeps Indiana in front of them. And what the hell are you going to do with Trace Jackson Davis yeah. other than hold hands and hope? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And I think a lot of people will look at this one and say, oh, well, that good. That's an easy one, right? Indiana Blue Blood Basketball Program over Wyoming. I'll go ahead and check that. Yeah, I agree, but not for those reasons. It's just what you said, Trace Jackson Davis. I don't know. I mean, why, look, anybody who's in this field is a good basketball team, right? So Wyoming can certainly play basketball, but what are they going to do with Trace Jackson Davis? I mean, he's going to be a problem moving on to St. Mary's and beyond in this eastern mm-hmm. region. He's going to be a problem for a lot of these teams. So I don't think Wyoming's going to have an answer. I I think Indiana could make a run again because they're playing good basketball at the perfect time. Yeah, and and I think Blaine, Indiana being a playing game with the brand name, the tradition of Indiana basketball. Yeah, I think they're going to come in a little bit perturbed to use a word I don't think I've ever used. Well, Indiana should be pissed, in my opinion, after what happened in that Iowa game. Yeah, and how it ended. If it's me as a player, I'm pissed because, in my opinion, y'all played a better game than those guys. But you lost. That, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say you deserved to win, but I don't think Iowa won it. I think you lost it late in that game. But the thing about this, Wyoming's Wyoming's a type of team that's extremely scary to me because they play more inside out than anybody in the nation. Mm-hmm. They want to get the ball in the paint, and they got some bruisers down there now. A couple six foot nine guys, 240, 250 pounds, but they want to slow the pace down, kick the ball inside. This hook shot after hook shot after hook shot. And they're a big analytical team. But then I go to Indiana. I love this Indiana basketball team. They're getting Jordan Geronimo back. Yep. He's been hurt. Who Geronimo. didn't play in the Big Ten, uh, big Ten tournament. Who's six foot seven, big frame. He's going to be big on the defensive side. Trace Jackson Davis is an NBA player. He is. He is. But that's, I don't think he's what makes this team go. 
You can say it's the- Xavier Johnson. Yeah. It's X, the point guard. You go back. What's his name? Yogi Ferrell. I think. Yeah, Yogi. Indiana hadn't been in the tournament for six years. Yeah, which is for six years, which is crazy to think about. Is because you think Indiana, blue blood, baby. They're up there. They're always in it. They're always making big moves, beating big teams. But Xavier Johnson makes his team go, and they and the way they've kind of trended up in that Big Ten tournament. These two guys, if they play well, I said they're going to be a tough team to beat. And you go through, look, kind of through their matchups they have in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They could make a little run. Could here. it be like, like a UCLA esque run last year? Yeah, for sure. Game. UCLA beats Michigan State in that playing game. They run all the way to the four. Could we see something like that? Hey, look at look, like you said, going back to it. Momentum's a real thing. And and before we move on, because I want to pick our most overrated team in each region. But and again, all the other shows, every everybody loves the underdog, right? Everybody loves the underdog. America. Underdog story, average Joe style, right? Sometimes we fall in the trap, I think, of, oh, well, the pace of this team is really going to slow down the other team, and we just assume that that the team that's not the other dog is going to have to play to the pace of the other team. That's not how it works most of the time. I think Indiana can dictate the pace. Because, look, Wyoming, talking about analytical, from a shots made standpoint, if you want to dictate the pace and you want to slow people down, you got to make a lot of shots. So you make a shot, they got to throw it in, you got to get back. And some teams can get it, throw it in, and run up, run up the court in three seconds. But if you're missing shots, these are the teams that get out and run. They get the ball, they get out and run, and you dictate the pace. So I, I don't want our, our audience to fall in the trap. Sometimes it does happen. Right, we watched UCLA do it last year. We've watched teams advance in the NCAA tournament by slowing it down. But just because you play a slow style of basketball doesn't mean you're always going to set the pace. Because if that was the case, then everybody would do it. Yeah, I'll tell you, here, here's one thing to consider, though, for Wyoming fans is, I mean, let's say they come out, you get two fouls on Trace Jackson Davis in the first five minutes, right? That first under-16 timeout, you've already gotten two fouls on him, and Wyoming is shooting 45% from the floor and 50% from three. All of a sudden, this turns into a ball well, Yeah, game. for sure. If hey, you're shooting 50% from the three, all, you're going to beat a, a sudden, lot of teams. All of a sudden, they could advance, and now all of a sudden, you got Seton Hall in the, in, in the, in the next round. Yeah, well, I think Wyoming has to play their best game to win. Or St. Mary's, sorry. All right. I think in this Wyoming-Indiana matchup, Wyoming has to play their best game to win, and Indiana has to play a bad game to lose. I think Indiana, playing a good game, wins this game, and possibly will wait till picks they cover. But Booster Club, Blaine, anything we got going for them before we move on to the most overrated team in each region? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gregory Lawrence with the question. G-Law! Does Tennessee become a victim of Rick Barnes doing his normal breakdance falter come tournament time? I'm not a huge trends guy. You're not? Okay, even when I'm betting. I mean, you know, not, I mean, I'm not a fashion genius either. I mean, they put I think you look great. Well, you know, again, I had a little bit of input. Okay. I don't like looking back and saying, oh, well, this guy has has struggled here, this guy struggled, because we've seen coaches that have struggled in the tournament go do well. We've seen coaches that, you know, have done really well in the tournament fall flat on their face eventually. I mean, Virginia loses to a, a 16 seed and then wins it the next year. Okay, so I'm not a big trends guy. Rick Barnes, he has had some trouble in the tournament. But I, I think every team is different because it's more about the players. Like, a coach has a ton of effect. Obviously, we know that. Duh. But Tennessee is a team right now uh, that they're on fire. I think it's more about the players and the locker room than it is about the coach and everything that gets called. I think sometimes that gets overblown. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What else, B? 
All right, we got a lot of people pushing back. All right. On Wyoming, Indiana? No, on me saying the Iowa-Indiana game. You go back and look at that game. Indiana did outplay him for most of They did outplay him. I'm saying Iowa didn't deserve to win that game. They did make clutch shots. But go back and watch late in that game. Indiana made some crucial turnovers at terrible times. And when you play teams like that who are kind of almost equal or a little better than you athletically on the basketball court, you can't turn the ball over because turnovers lead to what? Transition buckets. And I was getting transition three after transition three. Read the comments. What do the comments say about pushing back? Okay, we have what uh, Tony uh, Glocken. To say Iowa did win that game versus Indiana was is pretty harsh. Didn't say that. <laughs> they made clutch shots. Hey, Glock, do it, Glock. They made a, they they clutch shots and went on a big run at the end. The final shot was lucky, but the game was tied at that point and would have gone in OT with all the mo on Iowa's side. I'm not saying Iowa didn't deserve to win that game or they didn't win the game. I'm not saying. I'm saying Indiana made the mistakes you can't make versus a team that's just as good as you are better in big games, and that's turnovers versus an Iowa team that wants to get out in transition and who can just absolutely moisturize from the three, and that's what happened late in that game. All right, we got a question. Booster Club, stay on, Blaine. Stay, stay on, on him now. Good, I Stay on him. him. I him hard. All right, yeah, John Green, hashtag Ask Crane and Company. Can you speak some sense into my friend picking Gonzaga to win the Natty? Oh, yeah. what a great <laughs> segue into the next segment. Who's overrated? Cone, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you run. Where do we want to start? You want to start in you the know West? What? Let's start in the West. Okay. Miss West. West. I'm not going <laughs> to steal, steal your Gonzaga Thunder. So I'm going to go Duke. I have to go Duke at this point. Wow. Look, I know you have them riding all the way. Wow. Down. I thought they could make a good run, too, and maybe they the still can. I'm mm. just saying, okay. the way they're playing basketball right now, Okay. Okay. I think that they're the most overrated of the top seeds here in the West. Mm. They had a chance to close out North Carolina in Cameron, Coach K's last final game. They didn't do it. They had a chance to build some momentum there in the ACC championship. They didn't do it. I mean, look, yeah, we could have, a again, like we were talking about, UCLA kind of played poorly last year, went on a big run. There's a lot of teams here that could do that that haven't been playing great recently. I think of a Houston team who you're kind of bullish on right now. But Right now, Duke's not giving me any confidence to go on a major run like you have them. Am I wrong? Did Duke win the regular season in the ACC? Yeah, the ACC's. Okay. Re- so well, the a- yeah. ACC's okay, let's not act like the ACC was the, the Mega Ranger when all the Power Rangers Thank you. Together. Does that even Look, I'm sense? definitely not saying it's the Mega Ranger. Shout out, right, Kimberly. That, there's not a conference here that's a Mega Ranger. Tell me why I'm Power. wrong, though. Why am I wrong? I'm not saying right? you're wrong, but you kind of, I guess you could kind of say the same thing about Auburn, right? I mean, I'll say the same thing okay. about Auburn. Okay, that's fine. I can't wait until like we get to the Midwest. Right okay, we get, we get, get to the Midwest. I hope I hear Auburn in the Midwest then. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Go, go ahead and say yours. All right. Well, I'm taking Gonzaga. That's, a, that's my, my, my most overrated. Um, because I believe in Duke. The only thing that scares me about Duke is their three best players are freshmen. All right. And and what I kind of hit on earlier in the show, you really only like you really only get it experience in the tournament if you've been in it to get that kind of feel and know how important it is to you if you've been at but Gonzaga have they had guys in it Drew Timmy Nimhart these guys yeah but do they play high schoolers every week yeah they do I'm pretty sure I played against Gonzaga three times this year we <laughs> didn't win but you know I, I look at him against a team that can run all right and that's athletic and I look at this bracket and that's the Arkansas Razorbacks that's who can do that so I think Gonzaga Kim. And Chet Holmgren, amazing player. Top five pick. Will do dumb things at important times. Okay. I saw Chet Holmgren bring the ball up five times mm. against St. Mary's. 
and turn it over three times. There's stuff you can't do in the yeah. tournament, especially if you're not hitting shots. And if Drew Timmy runs into someone who's a little bit bigger than him and is kind of bulky and can move, there's not going to be no post hooks. I'm doing this. I'm going to dribble all the way down the court and just. If that's not going to happen, it, you're going to get buried in there, and then you're going to re rely on Nimhart to get all your points because you're not going to get them from everybody else. Yeah. Or Chet's going to pull ball off a rel or relevant ball threes. Off. You know, Chet will make freshman mistakes, but I was thinking Zach is the most overrated team to me. Okay. It was uh, Greeny. I want you to make sure your friend hears this because I'm going to tell him right now he needs to get off the Gonzaga bandwagon. Blaine brings up a lot of good points. But if you look at this bracket that Gonzaga's in, we talk about athletic teams with athletic guards giving problems. Just look at their body of work this year. Because, again, this is not last year's Gonzaga team. Jalen Suggs isn't coming back. He's in the NBA. Memphis, athletic. UConn, ath super athletic. Arkansas, scrappy, athletic, and low-key pissed. Texas Tech, they'll fight you in the back alley with the broken glass they found at the bar. Michigan State, they can throw them a little bit. So there's Rutgers, Alabama, a team that already beat them by nine. Gonzaga is a good story. It's a great story. But like I say all the time, you want to know what else is a great story? Hansel and Gretel, the little engine that could. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Cincinnati. Cincinnati from last year in football. Those are all great stories. Gonzaga's not an elite team because they're going to get out-athleted. Out and some people say, oh, they have Hickman. Oh, they have Nemhart. Oh, they have Chet Holmgren. That's fine. You can believe that. You can believe that with all your mind, soul, and everything. But I'm telling you right now, and I'm t tell your buddy I said this. I've said it for weeks. They're going to be luck. They better hope Memphis doesn't beat Boise State. They better hope they don't. And Boise State, I think the shortest guy they got is like 6'5". If Memphis gets past Boise State, they have a good shot to beat Gonzaga. But if Gonzaga meets up, which they will, with either UConn or Arkansas in the Sweet 16, that dragon's getting slayed, buddy. It's getting slayed. Because Drew Timmy doesn't have the protection he had last Timmer. year. There's no Chris Paul ain't showing up for State Farm making everybody feel better. They don't have the protection they had last year. You can tell your buddy that Jake Crane puts a stamp on it. Greeny, I have some different advice. Don't tell your buddy anything. Let him ride the Gonzaga. Y'all put a bet on it. Let him ride the Gonzaga train, and you have a better chance of winning your bracket pool then. All right, all right. Let's 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 roll to the next division. We're going to get this right. Pearl interview. South? Illinois. South. Illinois. You're going to run into Houston. Everybody's picking UAB. I love Jelly Walker. All right, UAB plus eight and a half. Houston, veteran team, won a lot of games. What do I say? It's like bringing, bringing gifts to the VFW, right? There's nothing like some good veteran presence. And they got tons of veteran presence on that Houston team. Kelvin Sampson does a really good job. I think Illinois, before I put my picks out there, Maybe going down like a sweet muffin and uh, when they run into Houston. The second I don't round. disagree the way they've been playing, but I'm actually going to go Villanova. Now, look, I kind of like Villanova. I like okay. Villanova more than I like Duke, but the questions still remain. What's what's with the low, low post presence when they run into EJ Liddell in the second oh, round? We may okay? be swimming in the same we may, water. We may, we we may, may be, be bet buds in, in the second round. I'm just saying the Buckeyes are a problem to deal with. So right now, I think, uh, think Villanova is the most overrated in that region. Well, well, well. Look what we have here, David. <laughs> Seems that we agree on something in the South bracket. All right, I'm taking. It's going. It's Villanova, right? You know what you got with Gillespie. You know what you got with the Moore. Those are your guys. Brandon Knight is going to drive to the basket. Samuel Jr. Right? Yeah. If you don't, they don't have a true big. They really don't. You run into Ohio State or Loyola Chicago, which I'm still. 
kind of bullish on Loyola, to be honest with you. I don't get it. This is a dangerous matchup. And even, I don't got to beat Tennessee right now. Tennessee's the hottest team on the planet, maybe in the solar system. So if it's me, I saw Colin Gillespie miss two free throws in a row. And after I saw that, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you want to go to the East? Go to the East. I'm going to break your heart. Go. <laughs> The most overrated team in the East is the UCLA Bruins. Oh, oh guess man. what? There's no oh. DeLorean that's going to show up and be like, all right, let's go back to, to last year. They were a playing team. They were underrated. Dog mentality. Nobody believes in us. Now, they're a house cat. They got their milk brought into them. They're a four seed. We can wait. Ha, ha, ha. Haven't been sold on them all year. I said yesterday, Hawkeyes made shots. I don't think he's going to make in this year's tournament. Uh, Johnny Juzang, I like him. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. Hasn't been as consistent. Tiger Campbell was great in major pain, but I don't think he's, he's going to be great in the NCAA tournament. I think UCLA is the most over. Everybody's picking, again, with the pace. They go back to pace, yeah. You and they think just because the team runs slow, they're going to dictate the pace always. That's not how it works. Here's, Read a book. Here's one of the reasons I think you may be wrong on that one. If UCLA played great last season and then went to the Final Four and then they played poorly this season, which they've had some some, um, they some have, but they, I mean they are a four seed, even though the Pac-12 kind of well. Started. Then I would say, okay, yeah, I agree. They just haven't rekindled that magic from last season. But they didn't play that well in the regular season or in the tournament last season and still went on a run. They did the same thing this season and return all the guys. They still have Johnny Juzang, Tiger Campbell, Hawkins. They have those guys. So usually with what I'm saying with these other teams, yes, momentum is the key factor, but I've seen this core group from UCLA do it. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they go on a run. Maybe they piece something together here, especially when they're in the same half of the region with my most overrated team, which is Baylor. Look, and and, and a large part of that is because of the injuries they had to deal with. I know they were on a good run early in the season, but I don't think Baylor's going to be, I don't think we're dealing with a back-to-back champions uh, situation. I don't think you're, I I, I don't think you're too far. You picking Baylor? Baylor. Well, 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 we meet again. I'm taking Baylor as well. I was so, if I really wanted to, if I could pick two teams, it'd be Baylor and UCLA. I don't believe in UCLA realism. Johnny Juzang could close his eyes last year and every shot was going. I'm telling you. Every shot was going. It was amazing to watch. But Baylor, to me, if Baylor's not shooting well, they're not a, that great of a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Not the same defense as last year. I mean, you you, you don't got Donovan. Um, I can't remember the other kid's name, but not the same defense as last year. I mean, you got Flagler. Flagler's shooting well. They do a lot better. But I'm telling you, one thing, that Baylor, Norfolk State. Davion Mitchell? Davion Mitchell. When I, yep. And then Butler was the other guy. Yeah, uh, that Baylor-Norfolk State game. Uh, Watch it now. I'm telling you, no. if it's not that game, then, you know, watch out for them Tar Heels in the next round. But if I had to pick in the East, it'd be Baylor. All right, Midwest, real quick. Midwest, go ahead. Back to you. Back to me? All right. You know, I I went back and forth on this um, between between Wisconsin and Kansas. Um, Wisconsin's only good when Johnny Davis is rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, Kansas is only good when Abaji's rolling. Um, So I'm going to take Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas my over. I've been bullish on wow. Kansas all year, not being that good as people say they are. I bet you got them out in the Sweet 16. Uh, you are correct. And I know who um, to too, I bet. Uh, they go as Abaji goes. McCormick's been playing better lately, but I still think if Abaji's not performing the way he has to, if he's not dropping 20-plus, you know, getting back on defense, doing this, hitting the three ball, they don't really, I mean, they have one other guy they can realistically go to. And if McCormick's not playing well, their inside presence is not that good. So I would say Kansas is my most overrated team. All right. In the Midwest, I'm going Providence. Mm. I don't think they're going to lose to South Dakota State. I don't think the Jackrabbits, you know, out outrun the hair on that one. I do question their 
just decision-making as a team. That's why you look in the second round. Who could they run into? Iowa coming off a Big Ten tournament championship. When Providence isn't, when Reeves, and look, Bynum on the drive, man, that guy is unbelievable on the drive. But when they're not making threes, I don't think, they don't do a good enough job of getting the ball into Nate Watson and realizing, hey, the three ball's not falling. You've seen Providence have some really high moments. You've seen them have some low moments. But you remember I go back and think and playing uh, playing against Villanova, some of these other games in the Big East where they came out and they weren't hitting the three and they really didn't know what to do. They just kept forcing it and forcing it and forcing it. And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You're going to run into Iowa in the second round, and if those threes aren't falling, Iowa's been hotter than a fat, uh, firecracker in Tucson lately. So uh, I think Providence is the most overrated. I like both those picks, but I'm going to go Wisconsin. They've lost their last yeah. two, and I've seen I nights like where they shoot 12% from three. I have I've seen it. I've seen it. And you're talking about possibly running into a team like LSU, Auburn, Southern Cal. I just think LSU's right an interesting matchup they get by. I you would know, say. circle the wagons for Will Wade. I don't know, man. Maybe they go to the 16 or the 8. I don't know. It is. Well, speaking about circling the wagons, Auburn, winner of the SEC regular season championship. Very lucky to be joined by Coach Bruce Pearl. Check out our interview with him today. A lot of scouting going on and stuff like that. But he was kind enough, enough, uh, kind enough uh, to join us today. Excited to welcome in number two seed in the Midwest region, head coach of Auburn University, Bruce Pearl, one of my favorite guys to interview. Coach, I appreciate you joining us, and congrats on a great season. Jay, boy, it's good to be with you and your team. Yes, sir. Well, I, I want to get right into it, Coach. You know, coming to a place like Auburn, uh, you were at Wisconsin-Milwaukee, had success. We're at Tennessee, had success. Coming into a place like Auburn and changing – the culture, and I know you know you've had a lot of great assistants, a lot of great players, but getting to the point now uh, where going to the NCAA tournament is a regular thing in Auburn. Just what does it mean to you to see the culture, the jungles nuts at the newly named Neville Arena? Just what does it mean to you? Well, you know what, I didn't really change the culture. I just tapped in mm-hmm. to the culture that was already here. It just wasn't here in men's basketball, right? Yeah. I mean, it was on. It was on our campus. You know, uh, this is a, it's a great university. There's something about Auburn family. There's something about trying to be an Auburn man or an Auburn woman. There's a value system here. There's a love of, love of country, a love of God, love of your neighbor. Um, and, and I could tap into that and make that, because uh, that's what, I, what we've always done. That's who we are authentically. And so to bring guys in here to work hard, do the things that God might bless, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be be an unbelievable teammate, uh, not be jealous of another man's ex- success. Um, you know, all those things are things that are values that are are the culture at Auburn. And, um, you know, as a result of doing some of that stuff, having great coaches and great players, you know, we've been rewarded. And, and Coach, you know, the Southeastern Conference, it's amazing when you look. And not that the Southeastern Conference hasn't been good, but the level of play and the depth of team. I mean, there, there was no off night going on the road, even at home. Can you talk about the grind of this SEC regular season and what it means to be crowned the SEC regular season champion in what, in my opinion, was the best year from a depth, a depth standpoint the league's ever had? How about that? You know, how about that, that, that Auburn – was able to stand tall enough to be the regular season champion in a year when the league was maybe the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it was a grind. And I would say this, I think it's it's taken a, a bit of a toll on us in the sense that 
We're not hot right now. We're not playing our best basketball. We're not shooting it great. We're not rebounding it at quite the highest level. Our energy level is good, but it's not. We're not. We're not in fuego. And I think part of it is just the grind of that regular season. Um, now it's prepared us. And are we going to be able to now, you know, kind of get some more wind in our sails? and get our effort and our energy level up to a peak, which then can carry us over and, and, then, and then hopefully elevate our play. That's what you try to do when you try to have one shining moment. Definitely, Coach, and, and you've been there, and, and the success you've had in the tournament, I believe your overall record's 15-10, and 10, which is really tacum good in a single elimination tournament. Uh, but that kind of reset a little bit. When, when you get done with the conference tournament, having a couple extra days to get a little healthy, go get in the gym a little bit and get it back, How is that something you can use as, as a motivating factor kind of to get guys, you know, kind of the wind beneath their, their sails a little bit more? Well, you, you know, you can. I think at this time of the year, less is more. Yeah. So we're going to have shorter practices, but they'll be hard. And, um, you know, today will be a contact day. We will probably have one really good contact day. We're, we're, we're going to scrimmage Jacksonville State today against our scout team mm-hmm. and um, and go at it, you know, pretty good for about 20 minutes and, and see how we do, uh, get some film on it, see what was successful, see what we struggled with. And, um, um but I do think that I would rather have them fresh and furious, obviously, you know, than overtrained. Um, you know, I want them excited about the opportunity. Look, we worked hard to put ourselves in position um, to be able to make some noise in this tournament. But sometimes the toughest game to win is the first one. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville State, uh, they, 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 it was a 65-59 game at Alabama. Uh, they lost by like a bucket at Wichita State. Um, you know, they won their league and, and during a regular season. So it's a good, it's a really good team, really well-coached team. And they've got athletes. And they've also got some D1 transfers that won't necessarily – they're not going to be intimidated by Auburn. Yeah, and again, it's it's crazy in this tournament. And, and coach, I got a couple more that I'm going to skip past to use some basketball terminology to my co-host here for a couple. But, uh, coach – Looking at this tournament and looking at the field and looking at the way college basketball was this year, I mean, last year you looked at Baylor and Gonzaga and you could tell, at least in my opinion, they were the elite of the elite. This year I look around and is this the most wide open field that you've seen in a while in an NCAA tournament? Because I'm trying to pick the bracket myself and I might as well just, you know, put my, start putting my hand in a hat and picking out pieces of paper at this point. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think um... – you know, you you could you could find a chink in the armor, you know, with everybody. You know, Gonzaga obviously um, being the number one seed overall, um, and they're a great team. Um, you know, but they lost to Alabama, who lost nine games in the SEC. So there's you know they're in Seattle. So there's some there's something there. You know, with the right kind of a matchup, maybe. Um, you know, Arizona had a phenomenal year, um, and uh, I think the Pac-12 is better. Than what people give it credit for, but um, um, you know they 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 went to Tennessee and gave Tennessee all they wanted, you know. So I mean they're they're a, a pretty strong one seed as well. Kansas was probably the most tested team out there through the uh, of the one seeds top to bottom, you know, as far as their strength is with, with the Big Twelve. But you can go to the two line, you can go to the three line, you can even get out to the four line and and make a case for any of those teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you. It's uh, it, it's going to be uh, it, it's it's going to be uh, a very there. That's that's one of the most challenging brackets to pick I've seen in a long time. 
Coach, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Jabari Smith, if you could sum him up in one word, how would you sum up Jabari Smith? Mine is alien. What would yours be? <laughs> Fiercely competitive. Mm-hmm. If you put those two words together, you know. Yeah, hyphen. Um, yeah, with a hyphen, yeah. Um, you know, he is he's fierce. Uh, he's not afraid of the moment. Uh, he wants to win. Um, but he also knows how to win. He, he knows how to bring a team along and give other guys in the roster confidence. And, um, you know, he's such a great kid that uh, our guys are so happy for him and how he's developed and improved throughout the season and um, how he's made us such a great – help make us such a great team this year. Yeah. All right, Coney, I'm going to bounce pass it your way. You're the closest to Walker Kessler's size on here at 6'7". So I wish I could play like him. Yeah. Coach, congrats <laughs> on a great regular season. I want to go back to the point you made about not being in Fuego right now. College basketball, to me, more than any other sport, is impacted by momentum. You're one of the best in the business at being able to manage momentum. What are you telling your team right now beyond just the X's and O's matchups to be able to have them go win six in a row? Um just trying to get them to understand and appreciate that this is going to be something they're going to remember forever. Our greatest strength is the fact that these guys came together. They came together. And would they like to make history that'll last a lifetime? And will they, don't they want to do it together? So therefore they got to rely on each other. And, and I think we play best when everybody contributes. And so I, I want them to, I don't want them to look back and say, man, I had no idea how special that could have been, was, or wasn't. You know, I want them to understand going in how, how, how truly special, you know, it really is. And it's more special for them than it is for me. I've been at 20 or 21 yep. or 22 of these. It's them. I don't have anybody. Walker Kessel is the only guy that's been in the tournament, and, 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 and Kentucky didn't last. I mean, excuse me, North Carolina got, you know, got beaten in the first round. That's the only NCAA term experience we have. Wow. Um, and so that would be something that I want to we, – we need to get experience on the job. And the only way we do that is by winning our first game. And then we then we become an experienced team. Yeah. Yep. That's a great point. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, Coach, uh, first, congrats on all the success. You deserve it. Got a question. You know, my father was a coach, and I was a coach as well. But, you know, I never really got to coach with him on the sidelines. Um now, how special is it to you when you get to look down that bench and see your son Steven there and not only grow as a person, but as a coach? And, you know, y'all both need to go on this journey together. Well, if you think back to your life's greatest accomplishments, whether it be the birth of a child uh, or, or, you know, something that, that happened that was wonderful for the family, you know, the fact that you shared it with who you shared it with. Yeah. That's why championships are so special because you shared it with that group of coaches and that group of players. It was so much blood, sweat, and tears that went into um, all that, and so getting to share my life, you know, with my son is is um, you know is is the ultimate thrill. I mean, what father, you know, wouldn't want to have his son in his life? And and I'm I'm blessed to have four wonderful children, an amazing wife, and and I, I you know from my standpoint to share this life with them um, and this journey. Because look, my kids forever have had had less of me. Um, because so much is required of, 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 of me as a coach with my players and my staff, my university, my community. That's the only way we could be successful. And so they've gotten less of me. Um, and, and But my family is still close. i got a daughter, Jackie, lives in Knoxville. My daughter, Leah, lives in Atlanta. My two sons are here in Auburn. And, um, and, and so they get me longer 
than most dads get their children. It's just that because they didn't have a lot of me when they were growing up. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you joining us. I know it's a crazy time as you guys get ready to go. Uh, Best of luck to you. It's going to be a hell of a tournament, and good luck going to grab that one shining moment. Amen, brother. War Eagle, thank you. All right, see you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, uh, look, Coach Pearl's one of the coolest. Oh, yeah. I mean, he really is one of the coolest. Like, he's like, what he's on the court, like, he's almost the same energy. The the, genu- if you meet him in person, it's the same exact That's exactly energy. right. Like, it's, it's actually genuinely how he is. But speaking about genuinely how we are, if you want to catch or listen to the rest of the show, head over to The Daily Wire, become a member, or listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, leave a five-star review. We're trying to be the number one prospect in the country. And share it with all your friends. Also, the NCAA tournament is obviously upon us. And we want to share in the madness with you. Let's lose our minds together. That's why we're doing a Crane & Company Bracket Challenge. The greatest bracket challenge in the history of the universe slash world. So go to BracketChallenge2022.com. Sign up. Enter your bracket to compete against us and other di- Daily Wire hosts for the top spot. Ben Shapiro's filling one out, too. The best brackets will receive a special Crane & Company prize. There's actually a lot of prizes to go with it. So go to Bracket Challenge. 2022.com and join us. We'll be right back with the Booster Club and our picks. Scared money don't make money. beating St. Mary's and then beating UCLA? Yes. Wow. I really, really... Uh, I'm not with the UCLA hype. I'm not either. I'm not. Okay, but that's fine. But there are a lot of teams who could... I'm not, Cone! Cone. Would you you put a leash on him? You don't have to yell at him, though. Yeah, he doesn't like that. David. He doesn't like that. We need a mute. We need a mute button for you. Yeah, we do need. We need a mute button button for you, Mike. We need a mute button. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome back, Blaine. The Booster Club. What do they got cooking? All right, got a question here from Moore USA. All right, I like this. I like this. Will the Seahawks take a shot with Colin Kaepernick? I don't know. I mean, the fact that nobody signed him by now, I just don't see it happening. Uh, every day that goes by, it gets less and less for me. Uh, I, I don't see it happening. I don't think Kaepernick will play in the NFL again. It's the thing with me with, this, with Colin Kaepernick. You had a chance to go try out in front of 20-plus NFL teams who were there just for you. Yeah. Just for you. But no, you decided to go to a high school football game with your clique and do it there. So I don't feel bad. If you're not signed, I don't care what political thing is going on. I don't care. You had your chance, and you decided not to do it. So is Colin Ka- Kaepernick better than some guys in the NFL? Yeah, but if you're not going to go to the one trial with is 20. He though, it, uh, right now, I mean, like, is he right now? I, like, well, again, I, it goes back to my point. We haven't seen it for so long. I know, that's what I, my like if I, I mean, If I get, not saying that Colin Kaepernick was ever a Lamborghini, mm-hmm. but if I get a really nice car and I just put it in the garage and take it out once every while for yeah. the last seven years, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go race it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it's going to go. So you, you think Colin Kaepernick's, uh, Kaepernick's better than Mitch Trubisky? Again, I don't know. Think about how much uh, a player can fall off from one season to the next. We haven't seen him on the field. My thing is it's more of an unknown. Same thing with, I mean, it's more of an unknown. Well, then put him on the field. Mitch hadn't been on the field. 
Well, he's been on the field more recently than Kaepernick's been. Yeah, on I the know, field. but if you're falling off like year, I mean, Mitch had. But what about the? I mean, what about Taysom Hill at the Saints? T- Taysom Hill's not going to be the quarterback of the Saints. I, 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 be well, how about this? I hope that he goes to the Seahawks and gets a shot, and then we can find out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Forty-six was a fix with the question: four seed or lower? Who will make it the furthest? Four, like lower as a four seed or end? lower. So oh. four to one? No, f- four to sixteen. Okay. All right. Sometimes we got it. We got to clarify. Fine. That's lower fine. than four, and who and, and what will who they will do? make it the furthest? Who will make it okay. the furthest? Of the four, I'm gonna go. God, Texas Tech's a three. I'd say I'm gonna go Iowa. I, I was. I I'm gonna go Iowa. Forty-six. I mix, mix it up is Iowa. I'd say Iowa. Houston with the five seed. Mm. Okay, I listen. I like Iowa. I like, I like yeah, what you're stepping in over there. I'm gonna say Houston. And Forty-six right. was a fix. He's it right. was. I think it really was. was. I don't know. I think we all know it. It was. Yeah. Crane crazy with the question. I'm gonna you know kind of reword it a little bit. How big are Cam Smith's pelotas after that shot on the seventeenth? At the players. Look, listen. Did you see Cam that shot? Smith, number one, it was really cool that he got to see his family for the first time in like two years. I don't know if you saw that because yeah. of the way Australia's, you know, stuff's gone down over there. But when you have the goal to pull that one off, he you know saying these guys are good in the PGA Tour. You got to be really good to say, you know what, in this moment, I'm going to go after it. But like I said before we, we left on the break, Scared money doesn't make money. I thought they were going to have to finish the players at Top Golf. The yeah, way going. you made that point. That was funny, but that's one of the things that makes the players so cool in TPC down there is the Island Seventeen Green, right? So on Sunday, tucked in the back right, yeah, all the way, he says, "Look, I'm going right at it. I'm going right at it." Yeah, there was more. There was more guys in the water than the opening scene of Jaws. Yeah, with the way the wind was blowing too all week. <laughs> hey, and it doesn't mean anything unless you make the birdie, and he did. Man, he did. watching you know watching professionals golfers just makes me. Realize how bad I am at golf. Oh yeah, you want to you want to realize so how bad, bad you are at something? Go watch a PGA Tour. Oh man, I'm just and the thing about it, the ball is just sitting there, it's not moving. Well, they say the two hardest things in sports, outside of playing against me one on one in basketball, is hitting a golf ball consistently where you want it and hitting a 90 mile per hour or more fastball. I would I'd say agree. fastball is hard. But doesn't it show you how crazy sports is that the two hardest things? One, the ball is moving at an alarming rate of speed. The other one. It's just looking at you. It's just sitting on that tee or sitting in the grass. Just I just looking. get up there and I look at the Blaine, ball and laughing. Like, Blaine's like, listen, for some of those golfers, it might be pretty hard to go over the middle and get hit by Sean Taylor, too. So. Yeah, that sucked, too. Well, uh, yes, but yeah, that's, that's a... <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about the hardest thing is to get up after you get hit by Sean Taylor. Okay, well, let's say... Uh, all right, again, maybe the hardest thing in sports is again. to get up after a NASCAR. No, look at that. You look at that jersey. You look at that jersey. You look at that jersey you That's exactly right. All right, all right. JK90 with the question, will we get any rivals meeting up in this year's bracket? Man. You know, I thought we were going to have an Auburn-Alabama situation going on in the Sweet 16, some of the bracketology that happened. But from a rivalry standpoint, you know, looking kind of deep into it, I mean, if we're going old school rivalries, mm. you know, I, I'm not seeing a ton. I got, L- I got LSU and Auburn meeting up. LSU and Auburn. Hey, wow, you're I actually have that too. Cookies right I have that here. too. That would be a good matchup. Could you have a Could you have a North Carolina UCLA? Hey, let's go back into the day. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but sometimes well, you're saying no. You're saying no, right? So well, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm yeah. just looking at hey, possible hey, Michigan State. A, Duke, a, I know it's not a huge. Hey, you could have a Michigan Ohio. You could have a Michigan Ohio Sweet 16, but you won't because Tennessee is going to ride this thing out. You could. Okay, that's one. So there's. We may see some. I got a little something for Ohio State fans, too, in the tournament once we drop this bracket. Ooh. All right, Blaine. 
Texas A&M. All right, Texas A&M whooped. I'll get to the name. Texas A&M. Whooped, oh, it's 46 was a fix. It's great questions coming in here. Texas A&M whooped Arkansas. Arkansas, but so we should be a four seed, and Arkansas should be the number one seed in the NIT, right? Since Texas A&M didn't get in. Well, I mean, he said Arkansas should be a number one seed in the NIT. A number one seed in the NIT. Now, Arkansas should be in the tournament. Texas A&M should be in the tournament. I don't know how to answer that because both those teams should be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Texas A&M should be in the tournament. Arkansas is obviously uh, in the NCAA tournament, but Arkansas shouldn't be a one seed. But do I have them making it all the way to the Elite Eight, possibly the Final Four? I don't know. You're going to have to continue to watch Crane and Company to find out the answers. <laughs> all right, Jay Bagwell, underscore 2000. Is this a year I get a lower than an eight plays Cinderella story and wins? The whole the whole shebang. The, the, whole, the whole thing. That was one of your trivia questions. Yeah, I think Villanova is the only eight seed to win in 1985. Mm, um, this what do you got, Cone? Reach it, reach into your tall bag of tricks. I mean, North Carolina is an eight. I don't see them winning at all. Uh, I mean, I mean, do do you do you feel maybe you could have a team like, well, Murray State's a seven. That's so crazy to say. Virginia Tech. I got at it. eleven. Man, Virginia Tech playing so hot right now. Who is what it, Blaine? It's the North Carolina Tar Heels. They're nine. They're an eight. They're, They're an eight. eight. They're playing Marquette. That's so, I mean, North Carolina Tar Heels, right? I don't see. They got Caleb Love, top ten pick in the draft. They got Baycott. They got other weapons. If they get hot from three, right, they can make a run. Because I mean, look at it. you play Baylor. If they, they when they play Baylor, could, they can play against. Then they got a, in my bracket. You're either going to have a St. Mary's, Wyoming, or Indiana or UCLA. UCLA doesn't have a big Baycott should have a field day, but then you get into the either Purdue or Kentucky, and that's going to be the toughest one. But I think if there was a team, realistically, I would say North Carolina. What about Memphis? I, I'm gonna I'm about to tell you guys, okay? Mm-hmm. You know who it's going to be. If there's a team above an eight that makes a run all the way to win it, you want to know who's going to be? Oh, Same I Memphis. bet I know you're saying. I bet I know who this is. Pick me, David Cohn's alma mater. Oh, wow. Really? We're missing somebody. Wolverines. Who we have? We're Bates, brother. Who? Virginia Tech. I just said just that. Said oh, you I said, said that. Well, you know, I'm here, and I'm here, and I'm here, Mind and I'm mouth. here. Mind mouth with us. You know what? Paying attention costs you no money. I'm doing multiple so things Michigan here. I'm not just sitting here talking. Look, if I'm picking somebody above an eight, I mean, we're, you know, look at the stars. If we're going to do that, give yep. me Michigan and Hunter Dickinson, who is the best Dickinson since. Emily, and if you're coming out of the South... If you're coming out of the South, then yeah, you could win it because that's like, the toughest region. Michigan could get hot. Yeah, Michigan could get hot. All right, Blaine, one more, and then we're going to go to the chalkboard of emotional All right, Peter from Illinois. What's up, boys? Which team could use Cone at the five in the tourney this year? <laughs> Us, we all of them. All of them. I know one right now. It's UCLA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. Maybe UCLA. Cone or Villanova. Hold on. Really? It's UCLA or Villanova. I've cracked the code. It's UCLA I've cracked the code. or Villanova. Cone keeps riding this UCLA train. Because he secretly wants Mick Cronin to call in and yes, get I have a year play center. He's got a year left. I have a year left. But COVID. You got a. You probably senior, got two years. Super super senior. Super double super secret but senior. But clearly, this guy did not see any leaked footage from our uh, three on three practice. Hey man, don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> Look, We're don't give up way, all two of our plays. I almost, I almost asked Bruce for elbow four. Yeah, elbow four. Computer blue. Yeah, darling, I, I, darling I almost, picky. Darling picky. Let me stick it. Now, I almost asked Bruce Pearl what's some great three-on-three plays. I bet he knows. All right. Don't want another question, but I did put a poll out earlier if you want to get to that. Let's price is right this thing. 
All right. Who loses first this year in March? Hmm. Gonzaga or Duke? Put your paper. Ooh. Who loses first? I'm going to go. out in the 16, but what did the booster club I'm going to say they say Duke, which they'd be wrong, at 53%. Dang, that's really close to what I was going to say. I think they said Duke as well. I'm going to go one over at 54%. Wow. Y'all really just think Duke's going to lose. Okay. No, what is it? I'm thinking. You asked the result. They chose Gonzaga. Good for 55% Duke. 45. You are not the father. They've been listening to the show. They yeah, have been. Sure. Good. Thank you for, for listening. Sure. Make sure, Greeny, you tell your boy what I said and what the Booster Club said because they know they know best too. All right. You know what it's time for? Picks. It's time for picks. Blaine, give me something right here. I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. Know. I'll do it. I know I'll fall for that one. Right there. Oh, I knew what he was going to do. He wouldn't do it. one of those. I knew exactly. All right. I'm, what he's going to do with me. I'm Quiet on the set. Right. I'm swimming in his head. <laughs> Quiet on the set. All right. Here's what we got. Remember. Starting today, everybody is at 0-0. It's the NCAA Booster Club Bet Challenge. I'm going to put out a tweet every day. You can pick one game. has to be NCAA basketball. can be the NIT. It can be the CIT or the Basketball Classic or whatever they want to call it these days or the NCAA tournament. It's a race to five. If you get to five and also sign up for the Bracket Challenge, bracketchallenge2022.com. I remembered that. I can't believe it. But you get to pick one team. You can pick them money line, but they got to be a three-point favorite or less. That's as high as I'm going on that. What do we got today? First off, look at the overall board. Feeling great. Went one and one last night. Went outside of my element of college basketball. I'm at 17 and eight. The bank account's looking good. The wallet's looking fat. And my girl's happy. And the rolls is, is riding great. Blaine, 13 and 13. Coming back up. Coming back up a little bit. You were in the red. Now you're even money. Cone at 14 and 11. Five of my last six. Wow. I mean, look, you've been hot and you made the, your last six hockey picks. But we are we'll going get to that. college basketball. We're going to read the Booster Club bets. So make sure at Crane & Company on uh, uh, social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, all that stuff. You'll see the tweet. You'll see it from my account, Jake Crane underscore. Make sure you give it a follow, and we'll put it on here. But you got to use hashtag Booster Club, and you got to be subscribed to the YouTube channel or a DailyWire.com member. So, or both. Do both. That'd be great. Here's what I got today. Indiana minus four. I believe in it. I don't believe in Wyoming. Should have learned how to rope and ride, but this is college basketball. Give me Indiana minus four. And then Vandy at home against the Bells of Mont in Belmont. Probably going to be a high-scoring game. I like Vandy. Hope Scotty Pippen's playing. I'm going to take a minus two and a half at home. We could throw a rock and hit Vandy with where we're at. Blaine. Great. Can't wait to get let down. All right. Indiana (laughs) and Wyoming. All right. Wyoming's the slowest team other than Virginia I've ever seen on a basketball court. And they're just going to throw it in the post. I think Indiana's not going to have a great great day shooting, but I do think they win. I'm taking the under at 132 and a half. Do I like, I like taking unders? No, I don't. But am I going to? I guess so. It's understandable. All right. All right, I'm taking Oklahoma minus five versus Missouri State. I mean, Oklahoma's been through the ringer. I mean, they had a good run in the Big 12 tournament. And I think they're they're kind of they're a little bit pissed off, to be honest with you. So I'm taking. Do they show up in the NIT though? Does anybody get excited about playing in the NIT unless you're like you got to prove something sometimes? A and M. All right. Oklahoma, prove that you should have been in the tournament. You got robbed. They Sly Coopered you. You got robbed. <laughs> I'm taking Oklahoma minus five. I got to get back in the green. Can't sleep at night. I know. Me and Cone, congratulations, Cone, on being back in the green at 14 and 11. Congrats, David. It feels better. Congrats. It feels better. Everyone's so hey, excited for you, including me. You'll get there. 
You get, wait, did you hit your hockey pick last night? I did the over for the young the grasshopper. One hockey pick I take. I young grasshopper. Free and lose. I love it. All, All right, right, no hockey tonight, but we will get back on that train soon. Look, give me Texas Southern minus three and a half. I cannot, in good conscience, tell the booster club to go pick Texas Southern in their playing game unless I take them myself. Minus three and a half. I have no idea how you start the season 0 and 7, beat Florida by 15, and then get into the tournament. But such is the, the state of college basketball. And then. Mind if we're bet buds tonight? Dude, bet buds bet tonight. Buds life, Bandy, dog. minus two and a half. Scotty Pippen Jr. Scotty, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> uh, you just Scott, don't get it. Scott. Scotty Pippen Jr., minus two and a half. Write that one down. Scotty does know. Scotty does know. All right, real quick, gonna roll through these booster club bets. Hang the banner. Arkansas minus five. You're riding with it. A lot of people are picking Vermont. Don't believe in Vermont. Pretty cool scenery, but we're talking college basketball. All right, boring Florida man. He's taking the Indiana-Wyoming under 132.5. We got a real tight bet, bud. Bet, buds? Going on. Row Jam 2, Missouri State plus 6.5. You and Blaine could both kind of cover together, you know, whatever that means. Brandy Lee Mack, Virginia Tech Moneyline. We'll remember that one. DJ Barber, Belmont Vandy, over 143.5. I like this pick. Probably going to be a lot of scoring. All right, Playmaker, UAB plus 8.5. Don't hate it. Think he's I love it. Or do I? Jelly. All right. Uh, at Crane Crazy, shout out Jesse. Vanderbilt, minus two and a half. Welcome to the bet bud situation. We got a triple threat on that. Then Dylan, Rock24. He's taking Corpus Christi plus three and a half, Cone. Ooh. You know, y'all are kind of arch rivals on this one. Then our boy uh, John Hudson. Staring down the barrel. He's going to take Indiana minus four. Welcome to the party, buddy. Appreciate it, John. Kyle Kennedy, now. Indiana minus four as well. Zach Smith, Indiana minus four as well. We got a whole squad. I love it. Indiana might show up. Sammy took Vandy early at minus three and a half. Got to leave it there. Got to leave it there, Sammy. You'll love to see it sharps, You know, we'll see it. It gets a little weird there at minus two and a half now. And then our boy NCAA free plays, Rutgers plus one, which... I like that bet, but why not take a money line? The bo- the Boucher Club's twenty five and eighteen, right? Oh, they're twenty five and eighteen, right? The now. boys are hot. Let's they're go. hot. Listen, the boys nice c- little quality hey, AB look. And it's not just the boys. Randy Lee Max in here. Huh? Randy Lee Max in here making wild moves. You love oh, to see it. We're talking Nelly. It's getting hot in you, her. You can mark that under things you love to see. But what we love to see is you guys subscribing to the show and telling every human on the planet and outside of the planet, shout out to the space station. I know you guys are watching live. Uh, Hey, Uncle Dan. Uh, Appreciate you guys joining. Make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Cup in a String, Underground with with a funnel put to your ear. As long as you're listening or watching on YouTube, we're trying to become the biggest sports show in the country because we don't talk politics. You want to know why? Because it's a sports show, and that's how it should be done. So we appreciate you guys. And like the regular season in college basketball, starting tonight, because the tournament is here, fellas, we are going, going, gone.